The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Kev, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the least happy, 10 being the most happy, how pleased are you to be back in the UK from five weeks away, or over five weeks actually, in España? Uh, zero. <laughs> you can't have zero. Is that an Kev? option? No. Okay, one. <laughs> one. One. Oh. Although it was a very rock and roll turbulence five and a half weeks, I have to say. It was. You had some family things that you were dealing with, I know. Um, yeah. How's dad? Is he, is, is he all right at the moment? Uh, yeah, he's not great. I've got to say, he oh. um, a few people did message me, so I suppose I should give an, a bit of an update. Yeah. So, as as everybody knows, he had his heart attack. I don't know what that was two months ago. Was recovering well from that, and then promptly, um, just as I was on my way off to España, fell over oh. and smashed his head in. Oh. Uh, blood clot on the brain, emergency operation. Then he fell over in hospital and fractured his shoulder. Um, and uh, he kind of lost all ability to speak, all of that kind of stuff. But he's back but, at know, home now, isn't he? He's, he is back at home now. Yeah, just amazing. A couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the NHS. He's been in pretty much every hospital in South Wales, um, and the NHS have been absolutely phenomenal, as yeah. you would expect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's back home. He's he's uh, he's not in a great condition, but we're we're blessed to have him home at least. Yeah. Uh, I say that right as I speak at the moment. He's in an ambulance going back to hospital to the fracture clinic <laughs> for a checkup. Um, um, for a checkup, just, uh, right, right. Yeah, just for a checkup. Yeah, so you know, um, but yes. So that's 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 what was going on a lot while I was away. Um, I managed to smash my left knee up, so couldn't walk. For oh a yeah, week. The, you you had a, a stick at the start of the holiday, didn't you? I did. Yeah, it was all those plans stick. you had with dear Albie to to go do mm. mountains or whatever you were going to do. I know, I know. Well, it was practic- It was his fault, basically. No, don't start and blaming the kids. Knee again. What? It was his fault. Yeah. Wow. So he, we went walking up the mountain, and uh, he wanted to come back Bear Grylls style. Right. So we came oh, back, God. kind of, you know, across across country. Yeah. Which um, through the scorpions, you know, yeah, through the scorpions. I didn't feel like I'd done any damage, but then in that evening, I was like, "Oh, my knee doesn't feel great." Oh. And then the next day, it was my my one knee was about three times the size of the other, and I could not walk on it. And then he was desperate for an Almeria football shirt, so I took him to Almeria. We went to see the stadium and went to the football store and everything. And they didn't have any Almeria shirts because they'd sold out. They didn't have the new twenty twenty three shirt 24 whatever it is and but they had you could even get like a sheffield united second kit if you wanted but no almeria shirts <laughs> so he did manage to fleece me into getting him a paris Saint-Germain oh, <laughs> the, only, only the most expensive oh. one the fuji cast <laughs> can i have a psg one that oh yeah but that's three times the price i know but they're very successful dad i need that yeah. one that's we, the one yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the one. we went to a market in uh in uh, in Tenerife, well, which one was it? We went to uh, oh, what what's the big party town? We thought we'd show the boys the party town. Is it uh, oh, Los, Los Cristianos? No that was it. Went to the mar- heaving market and uh, mm. got to the football shirts stand, of which there seemed to be quite a few <laughs> selling the same. Really, I'm sure they were all of- of- official shirts. I'm sure. Anyway, I, I, in the end, I, I just got fed up of being asked for you know, um, man. Do you want a, a uh, a football shirt. So in the end, I said, yes, I do. And he said, oh, what, what one do you want? I said, do you have Thatcham Town? <laughs> Absolute silence. Completely stopped any more questions. Yeah. Wow.
while they went off to look for Thatcham Town. Yeah. Albi <laughs> did, in fact, in one of those, we have a lot of them in Spain as well. So he uh, ended up getting also a Lionel Messi LA, not LA Galaxy, who's he playing for? Into Miami. Right. Lionel Messi pink shirt, which apparently. Ah. Very, 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 very difficult yeah. to get. Cost about three hundred pounds. Not in the so market, they don't. <laughs> definitely, definitely not a unique one. No. It did feel quite bad about, but then I thought, actually, oh, I'm sure Messi and uh, no fact, I, I won't get involved in that because I'll have somebody say, "Oh, you, we you know we're pirating." Blah blah. blah I know, blah, I know, blah, blah, I know, I know. It did go through my mind, though. I have to say, yeah, it did yeah, go yeah, through yeah. my mind. Yeah, but then at the same time, it did go through my mind that you know these poor people that are selling this stuff, they need to to live as well, you know, and. It, it was it was it was quite a dilemma but yeah. there you go you know but the cheap shirt won over in the end cheap shirt won well it was Arby's eyes <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah well that yeah. makes it does make he sense he actually said to me he actually said to me he said I won't be a child for much longer oh no he didn't do that <laughs> he's got he's got a little notebook of all the things he needs to say to me to get what he yes. wants yes oh he's one of those airport children anybody travelling with children we hate you <laughs> <laughs> I had that seat on the way out to Tenerife. I, uh, yeah, it was, it was, which I remember our Jack being really, I, Sam's never let me forget this. That flight we did where you decided you didn't want to know us as a family anymore. <laughs> <laughs> While Jack was, uh, Jack was filling the, the aircraft with be- the beautiful sound of tears for about three and a half hours. Um. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, well, you're back safe and sound. Dad, Dad is yep. on some sort of mend at the moment. I tell you what, I didn't think was a very good idea, by the way. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure this should be prescribed as treatment. Um. Where you you took when Dad was in hospital. Um. Or, or was he out of hospital the other day? Anyway, you made him watch Manchester United versus Arsenal. I mean, that's not very good for the ticker for those with a healthy ticker, Kev. For those that are recovering, recovering, no, not a good idea at all. (laughs) How could you do that? Albie always goes to the toilet when he gets, like, when if it looks like Man United breaks the score, he just, I've got a good toilet, runs off. (laughs) (laughs) I do that at the end. When we, we, either internationally or at club level, are winning, and I think this is looking like it's going to be the equaliser, I spend almost the entire extra time going backwards and forwards to the loo. I just must wash my hands. Uh, well, both England and Wales will have kicked off their World Cup campaign by the time this is live. Oh, yeah, so we won't know what's happened. No. What no. do you think? What do you think might have happened? Well, make an optimistic guess. Go on then. You you go with where, the Welsh. The Wales are playing Fiji, which I think will be the deciding game of that group. Um, luckily, well, unluckily for him, but um, luckily for Wales, I think, and everybody else in that group, the, one of the mercurial players for food uh, for Fiji. Have, uh, have just pulled out this morning because they're injured, but which is oh. sad, really sad for him. But um, so I feel like Wales might might creep past Fiji, but that's going to be tough. And and England have got Argentina, which I think is also oh, no, really that's tough. a really really tricky one. Both Wales and England are not firing on all cylinders. Yeah, not, not, not you know, Argentina, but anyway, we'll know. We'll know this time. Well, when 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 when, live, when, we, when we played Fiji, when we had that bit of a shock, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I was doing a wedding that day. Guess where? Guess where, Kev? Which, which town do you think I was in? Uh, Suava. Twickenham. <laughs> <laughs> I had to drive. I drove back through. It was only a short wedding. It was three hours, and I drove back through. Um, I I got guided by this this new app that I had 
waxed lyrical to you about, it guided me right through Twickenham and all the way through the fans to get out of Yeah, it. ways. It's great, isn't it? It's good. Yeah. But, uh, it was, yeah, but there we go. Right, um, questions. Oh, before we start, thank you to pick-time.com for, for your continued support of this programme, a service mm-hmm. that we both use very, very happily. I'm just about to upload a mammothif uh, wedding to it, uh, 700 pictures. I don't know how, I just, I went picture mad, Kev. Mm, uh, that is a lot. Yeah, it is a lot for me. For me for all it's that, all right but, if they're all good, though. Well, it doesn't matter what the number is, if yeah, they're all good. Yeah, I didn't feel there was a lot of repetition there. It was, just, it was one of those days, it was uh, it was a, 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 a village hall wedding. And, nice. uh, and it was just really, it was a very different kind of, there was just stuff going on left, right and centre. Yeah, they often are those kind of ones when people are very relaxed and there's no, you know, the the kind of formalities of a of a wedding venue are not in play. I, I feel like they're often a yeah. little bit more fun, you know. Well, but, I wasn't, um, I wasn't going to attach the word more fun to it, just in case clients are listening. Just different, mm-hmm. Kev. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some. I've had some. Yeah. Uh, over the summer, I had two people purchase my my package oh. on Pick Time, which so I have a kind of a wedding package which is an album two parent albums and 10 prints and you know if they buy that as a package then it works out cheaper than buying it all individually you're, um, you're had, yeah you're very cute um uh, let, Ooh, hang on a minute <laughs> <laughs> i like your bum <laughs> stop it we're going to end up with the same problems that they have oh, in sorry, spain sorry yeah no what i, I was going to say you're very cute and adept uh, 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 maybe i'll rephrase it you but you are very cute kev obviously um <laughs> should we edit this out or leave it in i'll leave it in uh, you're very adept at using the um uh, at using pick time for those album sales i think it's a really good way that you work it i've always been kind of i don't want to lose control of the album but you you've it's really worked for you hasn't it yeah absolutely i uh, you know i trust the suppliers that i choose on pick time so I know that they're going to do a good yeah, job with the yeah, albums and yeah. I don't need to get involved in it. It's yeah. great. I mean, you do pay, if you were doing your albums yourself, direct to the um, to the lab, you would pay, as the photographer, you'd pay less. Um, so you'd have more of a margin. But the time involved and mm. the, uh, you know, the, the reviewing and all of that kind of stuff, for me, is a no-brainer. Yeah. Absolutely no-brainer. But I do understand why people, you know, want to, to take a little bit of creative control. Uh, you know, I always check the album layouts and make sure that they haven't, you know done anything too crazy yeah but they haven't nobody has so far and i just i just tick the little button and then i just go ching and wait for the money to roll in if you want to mm. uh, join us on um, uh, well as users of pick time pick hyphen time.com and uh, join up using uh, FujiCast. All in uppercase, as we always said. I don't think it makes any difference. Yeah, but, we don't uh, actually know whether it needs to be in uppercase or but, not. But yes. But do it just to humour us. You'll get some free time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So thank you. Pick time. Um, who thinks Kev's cute, by the way, just while we finish up? Oh, look. <laughs> Who's the um, the film star you're supposed to look like? George what? Clooney. George Clooney. God, George Clooney. That has been uh, said though, Kev. That's not unfair. It's been said, hasn't it? You, you've got a bit of George about you. Somebody the <laughs> I, other somebody the other day was saying to me they'd seen George Clooney and they didn't mean you because you were out of the country at the time. 
um, walking across uh, Marlow Bridge because that's sort of area he lives in, in, in well, one of his houses, I think, in the world, in the in the UK. And they said he was looking, he was looking a bit shabby, is what they said. <laughs> I thought, George, you can't have seen George. It's impossible for Mr. Clooney to ever look shabby. Have you seen him in the Nescafe adverts or the coffee advert? Yeah. Why yeah. can't we all look like George? Yeah, well, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that, darling. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Questions. Do you want to go first or me? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Why not? As usual, the Facebook group has a section for questions, and I will start with the most recent one. And, mm-hmm. of course, we've had a bit of a hiatus from going through questions. So this is from one day ago, and it's Gary Williams. And he says, hi, chaps. I love the show. Kev is really cute. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like um, Clooney, he does. <laughs> apologies apologies if this has been well covered, but yeah. do you use the X100 for weddings? And if so, how? Wow. I carry an X-T3 and an X-T5 with the 23 and 56 mil lenses. I'd love to swap one for the X100V, other than the low risk of single SD cards failing. Uh, Why not? Well, good timing. Didn't you show a picture? Was it the X100V that you showed a picture of the other day, or was it a different camera? that you, This old battle horse, I think you described it as. Oh, no, it was the X70. Oh, sorry, X70, yeah. But you do use yeah. the 100V, don't you, at weddings? I, I, well, I have done, yeah. I've done less and less, I have to say, but I do use the X70 occasionally, um, mostly Why? for the, um, you, you know, the kind of drinks reception, um, <laughs> you know, where there's less risk. But yeah, the one the single card slot issue is a thing, um, a real thing that you need to be a little bit careful of. Although, you know, everybody touches wood and whatever you at that point, yeah. you know, cards should be reliable, cameras should be reliable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you only have to think back, what was it, 10 years ago, perhaps, when... Um, well, all cameras were single card. Yeah, maybe a little longer than... I mean, I remember when I first started, some 15, 16 years ago, I was using um, two Canon cameras, and they both only had single, single card, card slots. Yeah. And you just, or you just rotate the cards more often, wouldn't you? You do, yeah. And also, obviously, not sh- not long before that, people were using film, you know, and some people still use film. So the only thing I... I would be, I mean, I do love my X100V. I just typically, you know, I, I typically just stick the X70 in my jacket pocket and and pull it out mm. almost for a little bit of fun rather than for it being better. Um, and, and the reason for that, I think, is because I moved away from the 23mm lens and I now have the 18mm lens. Yeah. I never use a 23mm lens. I just feel like the 18 gives me that wider field and it's better. I do use the 56 as well. Um and since I made that move from the 23 to the 18, I think that's when I stopped really using the X100 right. um, at weddings. Because it, it was focal really focal length, it. really, not... not. No, they were the same focal lengths, 23 and 23, but... Just no, 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 but like, because you stopped using 23, you did, didn't want to use the X100 Yeah, p- perhaps, or maybe, maybe I, I don't know, maybe it's because the 18 is... I don't know, it's just... I just love it, you know. I just, I just love it, and and the, uh, it may well have just been serendipity that that's the, the time in that it changed. But I do still take the X70, which is closer to the 18 focal length, yeah, um, and pop that out every now and again. Yeah. But in the past, I have. I remember shooting a wedding in France when we were, uh, you know, before Brexit came along and stopped us from being legally allowed to do that uh-huh. kind of thing. I um I shot an entire wedding in France, two day wedding on two X one hundreds. They were X one hundred S's at yeah, the time. I yeah, think might have yeah. been X one hundred T's. Yeah, and that was that was very very cathartic and and really enjoyable. I had one with the wide angle adapter on it, 
um, wide angle conversion lens, as it's technically called. Yeah, I shot two last year like that, Kev. Yeah. Um, with an one X XH two S and an X one hundred V, and uh, there were two weddings I absolutely loved the the pictures from. One was a it was a forest wedding, and the other one was uh, in Norway. Loved it. I yeah. mean the 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 freedom of having just that little X100 on one shoulder. Perfect. I think if I was doing it now, if I was only shooting with one other camera and an X100V, I think I'd be conscious of making sure that I've got enough in the other camera Mm. cover just in case there was a card failure in the X100V. Now, you know, the chances of that are minimal, but there is a chance. No. Yeah, and, you know, that that is that ultimately that would be playing on my mind. Um, your mileage might vary, you know, and, and I do know that some insurance policies, by the way, if presumably... Oh, they twin-slot camera wedding, policy. Yeah, if you're photographing oh. weddings professionally, you absolutely should have yeah. insurance. Some of them insist on data redundancy in your cameras. So, yeah, mm. worth just double-checking that because if on the horrible circumstance that did happen and you went to your insurance company and said, you know, oh, it's all gone, can you deal with the clients? Yeah. And you had that clause, and they asked what camera you were using, mm. then you'd be, you'd be on your own. What, what about um, a new X100 uh, having twin card slots? What's the chances of, of that feature? Uh, I've, I've literally no idea. I'm, now, I know, you, I'm, I'm, I know you don't talk every single day now to, to your friends in, in Tokyo, but you, you, you are. You're still in the no. I know they you're still in. You're still in the no. No, you're no. They. I know that they still have a hotline to Mullins. <laughs> they don't. But I would. I would hazard a guess and say that no. Oh. And uh, the next version, of the X100, probably won't have a dual card slot because it's not really aimed at professional shooting like that. As far as I, my understanding is, it's aimed at street photographers, casual photographers, you know, travel photographers. I tell you what, though, Kev, the amount of photo photo journalists I talked to that eulogise about the X one hundred V, who who might well use it if it had a twin card slot professionally more often. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just think that will make it bigger, and then that, that kind of yeah, takes away why bigger. they might want it. You know, what the size, the size, maybe a little bit larger, size of a certain like a body. Maybe I don't think it will put anybody off. In fact, if anything, that oh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised really? how many people love it because of its size mm-hmm. uh, and and actually having and i know this was a fact having a dual card slot you yeah. might think that it's just the size of another uh card but it's not because there's yeah. a whole load of more gubbins inside so it would be it would be reasonably larger so but i don't know i mean maybe yeah. they will and and if they did i would be very happy i have to say yeah. as a professional photographer i'd prefer with the next x100 that they concentrated on maybe on the sensor on speed, that kind of stuff, to be yeah. honest with you, yeah. rather than sticking an extra card slot in myself personally. But there you go. Right. Um, we need to address the. Could somebody bring the elephant in the room in, please? <laughs> Strange elephant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's the only, it's the only thing. I, I don't have a, um, I don't have a, an elephant sound effect. You have to do with a cow. That's why for years, when we talk about star, we still get the cow. Anyway, yeah, yeah. He, he's some. It was a direct message from Tim Binder. Let's just get this one done now. Then it's over and done with. Is the Fuji cast ending? Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, who else is in the room? Hey, eh? put your hand uh, up. Oh, uh, yeah, so you must, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. I hope not. And do you know the reason why he asked that question? Yeah, I got a good guess. Yeah, because um, <laughs> you teased people with the R word, Kev retirement 
Are you or not? Are you are you retiring? Yeah. So basically, what's happened is some people were messaging me and saying, oh, "I've heard that you're stopping, you're giving up photography." I thought there was only like two or three of us that knew this. Um, there was this news, but well, I mean, what were you doing? Were you telling the barman down in the place in Spain no. who was just then popping it on Instagram or something? <laughs> no. Um, however, it, I, some people were messaging it, and 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 you know, maybe subconsciously people had figured it out. I don't know. Anyway, so yes, ultimately my plan is to stop shooting weddings. I've got seven left, yeah. I think three, uh, hang on. Where are we now? I've got one, two, four this year. Yeah. And then three early next year. And that's it. Yeah. No Done. more, no more. At years, all. No, nearly 800 or 700, whatever it is. Weddings. I'm done. Will you, will you will you miss them? Yeah, probably. I probably will. But there's a lot of stuff. You know, uh, it's just time. It's time. Mm. You know, I'm 50 years old. I've always, you know me. I've always had like I'm long 50 years old, like you're old. No, no, sex. no. But I've always had. I've always, all my life, I've kind of compartmentalized chapters. Mm. Yes. And uh, you know, 50 was always a, a, a big target for me. And yeah. so, you know, I'm going to take my foot off the pedal, my very, very worn pedal. If and um, warm yeah. foot actually yeah yeah and the foot yeah the knee and and you know it, it, it's changed i mean i i have to be honest this year the weddings that i've shot of every single one of them has been wonderful and amazing um you know the people have been brilliant and everything but i feel, I feel a butt years, coming on what was the butt yeah over the years they've changed you know the mm. dynamics of them have changed for me and uh i'd say generally things have changed to a little less a little less enjoyable in mm. terms of uh the overall industry the you know the the workload all of that kind of stuff although i never really shot that many weddings in the last kind of five or six years in terms of yearly rates but yeah i'm i'm just you know uh, i'm still going to be here and i'm still going to be on the podcast and i'm yeah. still going to be doing my studio my family photography and my training and workshops and all of that kind of stuff and I'll be doing probably, you know, looking for a little bit more kind of documentary style work in, yeah. in other genres. But, but yeah, I think for me, you know, weddings, weddings are, are, are done. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm leaving a pregnant pause in there for complete effect. Um, well, it's not really, I mean, you know, the average person has a, has a, has a job change every three and a half years. Yeah, we've so kept ours years, a while, Kev. <laughs> yeah, fifteen years is a long. You've been doing it even longer. Yeah, twenty and years, shot even more. So next year is my twentieth year, Kev, and I will yeah, shoot exactly. in that year my one thousandth wedding. And I there had had grand plans to say that on that thousand, I was going to march up to the bride and groom um, during the uh, during the evening at some stage and give them a check um, with the uh, the amount of money that they had paid me um, as it was my last wedding. But I've decided I don't have as, as as good a business plan as you in life. I think I will you still be doing check. them. In, Why would in, you do that? Well, it's a it's a kind of like a romantic gesture. Look, you know, thank you, thank you to the industry that has supported me for twenty years, and I want your money back. Yeah, have this gift at the end as um, you know, back to the industry. Oh, I, if you do do that, I think it's a. I think that's quite a nice idea. But if you do do that, I would give them a check written to the charity of their choice. Ah, that, even better, Kev. Ah. Oh, yeah. 
changed entirely. Which will be Kev's retirement fund. Ah, right. Okay. Registered charity number. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that charity. Which one is that? <laughs> but anyway, it's it's all uh, it's not happening. It's all very academic anyway because um, <laughs> I think I'll still be shooting them in five years' time. I don't know. Well, you never know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. You know, as as long as you're you're you, you still want to do it and you're yeah. very happy doing it, yes. then then great. For me, I, I you know I just. I just feel like it's it's time. It's you know yeah. it's it's kind of the time has come in conjunction mm. with that time of my life that mm. I planned on making kind of changes, yeah. and so it's not for you know it's it's not for I don't think there's anything wrong with shooting weddings or anything like that anymore. You know I just just things have changed a lot. Yeah. You know dramatically and you know family wise with what's going on with my dad and I've got two friends that are really unwell and all that kind of stuff. It's you know it's just kind of I think those, those sort of things come thing. along and they they make you rethink life, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I- yeah, and you know what? I just think I'm a bit too fat now. <laughs> You know, it's like you know when you what? look down and you can see yeah, you can see a little bit of your belly hair sticking out got, from the from oh, the button. Horrible, but that's got no. no, that's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody wants me waddling around at their weddings with my well, your gummy leg and your gummy head. foot and your <laughs> my gummy foot. Yeah, my I've got a smashed up elbow and yeah. yeah. No, people want young whippersnappers like you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that over the next five years, if, if there is such a plan. I want to be doing more of the kind of weddings that I told you about a moment ago, because because um, yeah, you're right. The industry has changed a lot. I think it's some some very interesting. If you're in the UK, some very interesting changes to come. The laws continually changing. Um, we saw the end of having to go inside a some sort of building just so you could get married. It had to be a structure, d- didn't it? I mean that that's that's all ended now. I did a wedding only uh, two months ago that was right by the by, by the seaside. Um, and that was lovely, but there was there was no nobody had to go under any covers or anything. It was a table by the sea, and it was fantastic. And that that sort of thing, I think, is now. Of course, I work for a lot of wedding venues, so I'm being <laughs> I'm being careful at the same time. Um, but uh, I I think that's for me that's the sort of vive la défense that I'm looking forward to uh, over the next five years. And I tell you what, if it starts to go into people's houses and stuff like that as well, I think that'll make it very interesting, the storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, I think, you know, I think definitely there's been good changes as well. You know, I just, yeah, it's, that was, that, I used to hate that when you had to go under a little, you know, there's some beautiful, beautiful wedding venues and then they, they used to, get married in the garden but they'd yeah. have to stand under this stone and then your line you know, would be like been there for 600 years or three or four and, stops of difference between yeah, them and, the just <laughs> a, and you weren't allowed in there yourself and uh, yeah that was that was crazy but yeah i think overall actually you know i was talking to registrar on um saturday and or was it mon- no monday and um I was saying it's amazing how, you know, now that there's no such thing as a wedding register as yeah. such, it's just a piece of paper, isn't it? It's all digital yeah. and and you're allowed to photograph whatever you want. I was like, I, I miss the register books. I, I miss those because I think they look nice and I think it's nice for the the brides and grooms to, to have something, you know, dramatic to be signing. But actually, that's that was one of the things that was a pain, wasn't it? When they used yeah. to say no signing of the register, rightly or wrongly. I always used to, you know, adhere to it. But I was just like, oh, you know, and now, and now the, like pretty much all the weddings I've done this year, at least certainly the ones I can remember, the registrars have just gone, yeah, do what yeah, you want, do mate. We want. <laughs> Hang on a minute, Kev, I'm just going to let the, uh, I'm going to let the dog in. Come in. Who let the dogs in? Woof, woof, come in. Come on, I'm on, I'm with Kev. There we go. He's retired, don't you know? 
Yes, don't look at me like that. How's he going to afford his dog biscuits? I have no idea. <laughs> right, uh, question, Justin Goulding. Honey, this isn't the question. Hi, chaps. Is this you, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> he sent a picture. <laughs> I Hang on. There's a, U, oh, there's a YouTube link. Do, do I press this? What do you Go think? on, do it. If all your computer is deleted, don't blame me. I've just pressed it. Par yeah. la suite de l'UTMB, la deuxième partie de l'UTMB. That's definitely not me. <laughs> I like the voice, though. <laughs> yeah. Mont, what is that? Mont Blanc. Oh, no, there's a guy at the front who's cycling up, I think. The secret is that I'm more than 57. The older I get, the younger I feel. I think it's all about some guy climbing Mont Blanc. That's definitely not me. <laughs> Does he look like you? No. Well, he's got the same hairstyle. Right. That well, one's done. Send me, send me a link and we will include it in the show notes. <laughs> uh, this is from George Fakinos. Hi, Neil. Hi, Kev. It's been a while. I'm still listening to your podcast, but I haven't sent you any recent messages. So he, he's, he's putting it right now. Um, I bought an X. He's sending us an update, Kev. I've bought an XT4 together with a Sigma 18 to 50 2.8. Great combo. Had to sell my X100F uh, to fund the new purchase. Well, mm. I mean, that's fair enough, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sending you a link on the article I wrote. I think it's an interesting way of looking at photography, and I hope you like it. It's called Photosophy. Photosophy? I think you have to be very careful with that. <laughs> Shall I? Don't be cute. <laughs> it's a media, it's a, it, he's written it on Medium. So I'll, I'll send you the link. So there we go. There's two links. There's one to that odd film <laughs> just a moment ago, and George Fakinos has written something on Medium. Um, uh, an interesting way of looking at photography. Okay, so they, were, they weren't really questions. I have got one here, though. It's a wedding one. Is that okay? Having talked about weddings for so long. Uh, from Andrew Stonia. Oh, our friend Andrew. Guess guess where Andrew's from? He's from... Go on, Kev, you know the name of the company? Holin Bassett. Yes! Oh. Barney always looks wrong when I play that. Mm. Um, wedding ceremony starts times have all be much earlier this year he says from the usual 2 p.m to 1 p.m and even and even noon noon yeah talking with wedding venues couples believe that a longer day will mean a better day and more time with their guests venues just say that wedding guests head home earlier and that the lull period is longer i assume that this has come about due to some wedding blog or the cost of living crisis and uh, wanting to get better value for money. So my question is this. If the wedding day just got longer by an hour or two, do we charge for this? Or do we have to swallow these longer days now? Myself, I'm just lumping it in, but that's me. I remember the days of film when I could shoot two weddings on a Saturday and still be home by 5pm. But, uh, yeah, that's true. They do seem to have got earlier, don't they, Kev? Yeah, that is. It, it, this is really interesting because this is one of the things that was on my mind when I made my decision the days are longer and you know i and i think you do the same thing i made a decision probably a couple of years before um covid hit us to go back to junction timing yeah. i used to do you know six eight ten twelve hours and people would pay for overtime yeah. and then i went to junction timing which is like you know bridal prep to first dance well i think you, did, you went hashtag be like neil because that's what i was doing then you decided that's terrible i should never be like neil <laughs> well that's how i started yeah absolutely and then i went to hourly stuff <laughs> yeah um and you, then yeah. and then I, I ended up going back to junction timing but yeah i it definitely definitely i mean i i think probably i don't know without looking at my stats but probably 25 percent of my weddings this year the ceremony has been at or around midday half 12 something like that yeah much earlier long long days yeah. um 
and that would that was part of my 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 thought process you know the days are getting longer and and i i i assume that's also down to people wanting to get a little bit more value for money from the uh to the, from the venues etc which i absolutely don't blame them for but you do end up with either a longer drinks reception or you know a kind of bigger lull after the the meal before the first dance all of that kind of stuff yeah. and yeah the flow the flow does seem to be impacted a little bit by that i personally to answer his question about pricing i just i just went with the hit and just just carried on with my my um, yeah. junction time in yeah. and you know but it was it definitely is something that i've been thinking about i think sometimes those lulls become longer because bands uh, seem to have started demanding longer and longer sound checks we need a sound check we need we're about an hour and a half about an hour and a half what an hour and a half for sound check in the days of live aid we were able to turn bands around in 15 minutes why do you need an hour and a half honestly right book of the week we have a book of the week kev we do have a book of a week and it's uh it's actually fortuitous timing because mm. this book is not available to buy until you can pre-order it until the 19th of september oh. and it's a lovely little book it's been sent to me um by uh, james t and carla murray right. and it's called storefront new york city photographs of oh, the city's independent good. shops past and present oh. and i think you're like this neil given your um grandfather's background as a as sweet a, shop owner. yeah confectioner and tobacconist yeah, exactly. So um, I'll read the blurb. It says, uh, i just have to move it in front of me because I haven't got my specs on. It says, this, uh, this collection of hugely popular and critically acclaimed photos celebrates New York City's unique history and culture from long disappeared icons to still thriving favorite haunts. For decades, husband and wife photographer duo James and Carla Murray have been on a mission to document and preserve on film the various small shops of New York City, many of which are quickly disappearing and a culture of authentic that is hanging by just a thread featuring glorious new reproductions of images from their past books as well as never before published photos this elegiac e-l-e-g-i-a-c elegiac what does it mean well, i don't know have to, I've, i'll look it up you're, you're the wordsmith spell it again for it me e-l relating to characteristic of an elegy that's what i was about to go. say yeah there we go yeah, I haven't okay, used that word we this week. I've completely forgotten it. This elegiac <laughs> volume will delight uh, the Murray's multitudes of fans, yeah. as well as anyone interested in the charm and history of small urban retail. Yeah, large in format, and it is filled with color and affectionate detail. The book includes an introduction by the Murray's explaining the genesis of their lifelong project and why they love to photograph. So, were they, are these black and whites or, or color? No, a, a mixture. All or? color. Right. Yeah, oh, all, all color. color, and it, it, it's ah. really beautiful. Now, obviously, I'm not from New York City, although I have been there, and so this might be more appealing to uh you know people who who uh, have memories of new york or from new york or new york city i should say but yeah it's an amazing little book because uh or big book i should say because each I, i'm glancing through it and i'm seeing these old pictures and new pictures and for example i've just flipped to page 105 mikhail's bar and grill 8th avenue at west 46th street 2004 and this is a store this is a, a restaurant that you know looks like it's still open but it needs repair all of that kind of stuff but every single one of the pictures is so well shot yeah. and so well composed yeah. you practically feel like you're stood in front of them you you really do it's 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 just an amazing um visual kind of recollection of all of these places claudio's barbershop east 116th street near first avenue in harlem 2007 yeah so uh, the, the book is broken down into areas for example manhattan the bronx harlem all that kind of stuff uh, and you know i'm kind of going through these things some of them i actually recognize because some of them are more famous than others but most of them will be off the beaten track 
you know, like pizzas and delis and stuff like that. Carmine's Original Pizza, Norman Avenue, near Manhattan Avenue, Greenpoint, 2009, you know, and it's great. You know, it's got telephone numbers and, and you can see things like posters in the windows and stuff for things that were going on in the nearby vicinity at the time. Some of the images have got the staff posing outside, a little bit of kind of um, environmental portraiture in some cases, but the vast majority of them are just the store. Yeah. And honestly, as I said, what, what really kind of captured me is the composition of them all. And it's so well done that you just physically feel like you're stood outside looking at this building. It's great. There's a lot of pizza shops, isn't there, in, in New it's, York it's, City? Yeah. Is, is, um, it, is it mainly sort of um, uh, places that are food orientated? I mean, I, no, I, I, not, not at all. No? Okay. I, I would assume it doesn't include... What well, what's the date? What what does the date go up to? I mean, these are classic- well, there's all the ones and newer ones, but you know, kind of from two, most of them, I would say, are in the two thousands. Um, oh, okay, you know, oh. early two thousands onwards. You know, for example, I'm looking at Zigzag Records yeah. right now. Zigzag Records Avenue U at East Twenty Third Street, Sheepshed Bay, two thousand and five, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, now this store is uh, clearly closed down as the photograph was taken. Yeah. Um, new used traded collectibles bought and sold. Whole load of posters in the window. You've got Core and you've got Green Day, Oasis. You know, and these are, these are fly posters that have been stuck on the windows while it's been shut down. Switchfoot. Yeah. Um, all of that kind of stuff. And that's right next to Totono's, <laughs> Neptune Avenue near West 16th Street, Coney Island, 2009, which is also a pizzeria. Yeah. There we go. It's brilliant. I think my favorite one is a, is is the widespread on page 204, uh, Astroland Boardwalk at West 10th Street, Coney Island, 2005. What's and this Astroland? Is, what, what's... So Astroland is, if you can imagine, so uh, Coney Island obviously is, is a little bit like um, Western Supermare on steroids. So, you know, it's it's a theme park, it's a beach, it's, yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. all that kind of stuff. So Astro Park, Astroland Park yeah. um, is is a part of it that has um, roller coasters and all that kind right. of stuff. And at the entrance, and I've been here, I've seen this, at the entrance is this kind of boot, Ooh, that where you can buy ice cream and you know sodas and all that kind of stuff and above it is a big spaceship right on top astroland park spaceship ah. um so yeah and i don't know if that perhaps is even still there anymore or if it's certainly if it has that nostalgic value of what it looked like i don't know it was a very long time ago when i went there um I, I so, so yeah really yeah. really interesting book i, I so it. i so wish i'd uh, i mean of course i was much much younger not even thinking of photography but had i photographed my granddad's sweet shop um, yeah. Oh, what beautiful pictures they would have made. And, and everybody had to wear. Granddad was a real stickler for tradition. And everybody wore uh, the pinnies. Uh, what are they called? No, not the pinnies. Well, those long brown aprons. aprons. I don't know Ap- what you mean. Sorry, aprons. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. So, wh- white aprons if you were in the confectionery part, and brown a- aprons if you were in the, the tobac- tobacconist bit. And yeah. um, everybody had to go with the, uh, go with the colours of your teeth. <laughs> that's it. Everybody who served had names like well, there was Nelly and Phyllis and Rose. I mean, these are names. Arkwright. <laughs> yeah. Was Arkwright there? Arkwright could have been there. Granville. Granville. God, yeah. <laughs> but they are wonderful places. Those those. I, I meant to. I keep meaning to go. The shop's long gone, and I want to go back. Uh, it is now a newsagent, um, but I I just like to. I wonder if I get any feeling at all going through that door, or whether it's so different. I think, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've often thought about you know what what it must be like when you're, you know, like in your eighties or something, 
visiting all of the houses that you've you've lived yeah, in in the past. Yeah. Well, I, I, I whether asked. that would be a sad thing or a or a happy or moment. A melancholic thing. I asked. Uh, there's two houses that I grew up in. One of them, uh, the guy let me in, um, and he was just moving houses. He said, yeah, come and have a look around. And he said, uh, you could probably, um, maybe you could solve something for me. I thought, hang on. Um, <laughs> who do we bury underneath the floorboards? Um, he said there's a, he opened up a, a, a little cupboard I'd forgotten existed in my bedroom, the bedroom. I, you know, and and it was, it was a, a cupboard that Dad had built, actually, into the wall. He's quite clever with stuff like that, my dad. And on the shelves, there was a there was a four-figure number there. 5240 was the number. He said, for years, we've, we've never got rid of this number, decades and decades, because we thought it might be something important to do with the house, so we just didn't bring ourselves to paint over it. He said, do you know anything about that number? And I said, yeah, I do. That was my, that was my original PIN number. I don't have that PIN number now, by the way. Uh, that, was my origin- <laughs> that was my original PIN number when I had my first banking card that required PIN numbers. And he said, oh, we've kept it here all those years. We didn't need to. <laughs> That's really interesting, yeah. <laughs> but the other, the other house, the, the lady um, that owns that, she won't let me anywhere near it. And I even turned up with Cute Thomas once just to see if she'd say, oh, look at the little boy. Let me in to have a look at his old bedroom. But she said, she, her words to me were, I don't think uh, it's very good that anybody ever goes back and, and, and visits places they lived in before. Nothing good comes of it. Or something like that, she said. Um, miserable woman well i just thought well that's more to do with what you think than i what i think yeah exactly yeah quite anyway it's obviously yeah have you ever been yeah yeah, of course it's her house to be fair Uh, have you ever been back to your school uh my primary school is now a council housing estate oh right um so no however there was i did uh, i don't know if i maybe i'll be able to find it but there was a youtube video of the day that the school was closed down oh. Um, oh. really and it was probably in i don't know maybe late oh, when did i leave i would have left uh, you know, probably late 80s early 90s yeah something like that i guess when it closed um and it's really sad because it was the over. They overplayed all the kind of hymns we used to sing oh, in assembly oh, wow. uh, with the kids singing. And then yeah, some of the teachers that I still remembered were crying on the gates. Oh, People God. were picking them up, and oh. um, yeah, it was really quite sad. But it was um, nostalgia. That that would have been a good thing with a camera, wouldn't it? Hey, oh. yeah, yeah. And the guy, the guy, I presume it was a guy. It might have been a woman. I don't know, but said um, who filmed it. Just filmed it on really grainy. I don't know whether it was like a. a you know, a steady, you know, kind of shoulder camera or you know, whatever. I don't know, but it wasn't particularly good quality. Um, but the the edit was amazing. Really, really yeah. kind of touched a touched a nerve a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and my secondary school is now also a housing estate. <laughs> um, but that's that's probably quite a good thing. I mean, we had barbed wire on that school, and, and not yeah. to stop people breaking in, but to stop the kids getting out. What 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 kind of place was this? When I yeah, when I went back to my secondary Borstal. school, I, I yeah I remember Borstal. I've not heard of that expression for a long time. Um, I uh, I remember walking down the corridor. They, they used to have the glazed bricks, um, and I just I felt a bit melancholic because. Nothing had changed, except when I looked in the mirror, <laughs> I'd got older, but the school hadn't really changed at all. Uh, even mm. the uniforms were all the same as the kids running around. Ah, oh, but anyway. So the book, anyway, the book, returning to the book, the book is called... 
The book is called A Storefront Photographs of the City's Independent Shops, Past and Present of New York City. Yeah. James T. and Carla L. Murray. It is uh, published by Prestel and it is available in about a week's time. You can pre-order it now directly on Amazon and probably on Prestel website. Um, retailing, according to this, at about £35, although you'll probably be able to get it cheaper and I think it's really well worth it, it if you're fantastic. into such things. We'll link to it, of course, on the uh, the show page. Um, we, we, you know, we've run clean out of time, Kev. I think we should mention something that we are breathing life back into, uh, and that's the Patreon pop-ups. Uh, yeah, so Patreon pop-ups, we have, um, well, breathing life back into it. We only stopped, really, because we were both well, on you, holiday. You went on holiday, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so yes, we do have uh, another Patreon pop-up, uh, which will be available to those of you who are kind enough to support us on Patreon. Um, and if you do have a spare few pennies for the price of a coffee, you can uh, you can help us with uh, with the Patreon, especially now me because I'm going to need all the help I can get. Um, if you just want to send the money directly to me, that's fine. Oh. I, I, won't, I won't tell Neil. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll set up a special account. Um, but the Patreon pop-up we will be doing, uh, you can send us in your either pictures for gentle critique or, in fact, your website. And that's what we're going to do this one. We've got Robin Chun's website that we are going to do a little overview of. Right. Do you want to, because we're at the end, do you want a QQ? Uh, this could, oh, I think it might be a QQ. It's sort of wedding-ish, but it's, it, it, uh, this, could be a, this could be attached to any genre, really. You ready? It's yeah. from your friend Mark Dell. Yep. I, Good old Mark. <laughs> yep. We shot his son's wedding. I do know. you. you t- <laughs> that's what I was waiting for, Kev. <laughs> I, th- I thought it's about time to email the Fujicast and cast my thoughts. Did you see that piece about the tickety tock photographer? Did you, Kev? Tickety tock. Uh, I haven't seen it. Well, I, well, let, I, don't, let, I don't know yet. I don't well, know what yeah, the rest of the There should be a bit more context. People are hiring them in the US. Oh, I see. TikTok photographers are being hired in the US, and I suspect over here. Okay, and they're using a phone to cr- create a TikTok creation and then quickly sending that to TikTok. The issue is they're actually shadowing... Okay, so they're going to events, in essence, Kev, and they're shadowing the professional photographers, and then they're pinching their shots, popping them on TikTok. What do you guys think about this? I think it's hideous and a poor statement about the world we live in. I obviously don't shoot my wedding work anymore. Um, He he retired before you, Kev. Um, But when, when I read it, I was actually quite shocked. I could imagine how frustrating this could be to to a photographer on the day. And I'm just going to add uh, as an addendum to that sentence to any genre, whether it's a, an event, a wedding, uh, some even a portrait session. I mean, if you extend your imagination a bit what do you think of that well you know it, 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 i have to say this is not this specific example i don't think i've seen that but um it's that kind of thing that has that has also been forming in my mind when thinking about stopping shooting weddings because you know i do find it a lot more um difficult to get pictures of people that aren't stuck with a face in the phone or taking selfies and you know all of that kind of stuff and and so yeah that that whole technological movement is has impacted my my decision for sure so yeah i mean i don't think that's a particularly nice thing for people to be doing but at the same time you know the clients if the clients are paying them what can you do it's the same as paying for a videographer and you know a, a band and whatever else just I've noticed uh, uh, I've noticed um, of late a lot more cameras coming out at weddings. Proper cameras, I mean. Ones with lens stuck on the front of them 
Um, there was yeah. one wedding I went to. I think three, there were there were three decent um, DSLR stroke mirrorless with uh, decent focal length lenses on them, and I was thinking, what, what, what are you doing with these? Why? Why? What are you doing? And they were shadowing me, and I was thinking, they're just I, I, I stopped short of saying, come on, let me let me just get on with it because I felt that might be a bit rude. But but yeah, it's a it's a strange thing when when you find yourself being shadowed, isn't it, by a guest or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey ho. <laughs> that, that, do you know what that sounded like, ladies and gentlemen? That that sounded like the the call of oh, I don't care. I've only got seven more. Hey ho. I don't care. <laughs> you deal with Still it, Neil. Want. Hashtag deal with it, Neil. Uh, that's it for this week. We will uh, see you in a couple of weeks' time. If you have some questions, send them via the phone. We didn't do a lot of questions this week. It was almost like a catch up, Kev, as you returned from your holly bobs. Um, uh, send them via the Facebook page uh, or of course you can send them to click at fujicast.co.uk and in the coming episodes we'll start to get excited and tell you a little bit more about our event in, in March that we're doing because we didn't talk about that today we will do as the, as the weeks as the weeks pass uh, during the winter so uh, see you in a couple of weeks Kev bye bye the Fujicast is an independent loading zone production email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way. <laughs>